Hello, Cathedral family and friends. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. I am so glad that you've joined us for today's service. And in just a few moments, you're going to hear a, a great word as we kick off our new series entitled Soundtrack, What Would Jesus Stream? Before that, though, I want you to think about what you're going to give up during the Lenten season. What if you made a decision to give up worry for Lent? Psalm 27, it reads this way. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Oh, I hope that this Lenten season, you'll connect with the God who is your light and your salvation and that that light and salvation will drive away the fears that are trying to paralyze you. Father, thank you for this moment in time that you've blessed us with. Lord, as we enter into this season of Lent, our desire is to put ourselves in position to receive everything that you have for us. So God, today we come together in worship and we position ourselves before you and we give up things for Lent in order to take what you have for us and focus our hearts on you. Lord, I pray your blessing on the cathedral family today. I pray that they would meet you in this moment in a very powerful way. In Jesus' name and for Jesus' glory, amen. Well, here comes Pastor Vaughn and the team to lead us in worship. All right, Cathedral of Faith, come on, let's lift our hands and lift our voices in gratitude to the King. Come on. Hey.
if you're grateful, lift your hands and sing with us. And as we lift our hands up, I give thanks for all you have done, for who you are. Lord, I am grateful. In this moment, we get to join together with a really important admonition that we're given in Psalm 136. And here's what it says. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So let's go ahead and do what that song says. I'm gonna ask you, we may not be in the same room, but we're in one accord and one focus on Jesus. Lift your hands and let's just give thanks to the Lord for his incredible goodness to us, for he is good. Lord, you have done great things. You are a great and mighty God. You will do great things. And in this moment, we lift our hands in giving thanks to you, for you are worthy of all thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. You know, one question I have people ask me a lot of times as a pastor is, Pastor Wayne, what is God's will for my life? Well, you want to know really clearly what the scripture says? In 1 Thessalonians, we read these words, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So in this moment, when we give thanks, we are in the center of God's perfect and pleasing will. And so I'm gonna invite you, even though I can't hear you, he can hear you, just declare out loud something you're thankful for, something God has done, something about who he is, just speak it out loud. In fact, you can write it in the chat right there so we can rejoice with you in the goodness of the Lord for he is good and we are grateful, amen? Let me go back to that verse in Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. 
Notice what happens in this verse. When God gives us a glimpse of who he is, when God gives us an understanding of what he can do, then our response to his giving that revelation is to give thanks, to give praise, to give ourselves, to give tithes and offerings. And in this moment, we express our gratitude by bringing our gifts. And you can do that by going online to our app. You can write out a check and mail it to us or drop it off during the week here at the office. In this moment, when God gives us a glimpse of who he is, we get to respond by giving of what he's given to us. You can also take your gifts and send them to us through a text. You'll see that number at the bottom of the page. We'd love to have you join us in any way possible in giving thanks to the Lord. Have you ever noticed that when you get a new car, that all of a sudden you see that car everywhere? It's like you'd never seen it before. And then there it is. And that's what I'm asking God will do for you. Give you a new glimpse of who he is so that you can start to see him everywhere and give him thanks. In fact, take a moment here to give your attention to Stephanie as she comes with some new announcements. Hello, Cathedral family. We have so many exciting things coming up, so let's get to it. First, this Sunday, drive through Communion, February 28th from 3 to 4 p.m. Bring your family, allow our pastoral team to pray with you, serve you communion, and maybe even share an elbow bump. Then, next weekend, so much is happening, beginning with in-person, on-site services. CDC safety guidelines will be in place. No registration will be required. Woohoo! You can join us in the sanctuary, the amphitheater, our drive-in option, and our online services will still be available as well. Also, next weekend, our Cathedral of Faith Worship Ministry is debuting their new album, Live in the Round, featuring some of our very own worship leaders. Then, that evening, we are hosting a free online interactive worship experience you're not gonna wanna miss. So mark your calendars March 7th and plan to spend it with your cathedral family. Can you believe the Easter season is upon us? Beginning next weekend, you will be able to visit our transformation stations that will be throughout this beautiful San Jose campus. You'll be able to pray, worship, and reflect on the Psalms from the Bible. You can also visit the church website and sign up to receive daily devotionals and submit your prayer requests. As always, for the latest and greatest and all that's happening in and around Cathedral, be sure to follow us on social media or visit cathedraloffaith.org. And I will see you at the drive-through communion. What's your favorite song? What's that song you love to go to and play over and over? Go ahead and write it in the chat so we can see what you like. But you might be like me and you might say, well, Pastor Wayne, it all depends. 
what are you, kind of song are you talking about? Well, for me and for Diane, we have what's our love song. For 40 some years now, we've heard this song when we go out, if we're in an elevator, if we're walking through a mall, all of a sudden that music starts and we see each other and we make eye contact, blow kisses, or even better, up close. That song has been the theme of our 42 years of marriage. I love you just the way you are. So thankful for what that song's done for us. I love you, Diane. Well, what's your favorite song? Maybe you're asking, oh, you mean like that pump it up mood booster that gets me feeling good? Well, for Diane and I, it's Everything by Toby Mac. We're driving along in the car and that song comes on and it just sort of pricks you up and we play it over and over and over and over. And I'm sure the people driving by say, is that guy having a seizure? I don't know. It's just one of those songs that keeps us going because we love it. How fun. Well, what's your favorite song? Well, if you ask me about my favorite worship song, I Am Courageous. Wow, what a powerful song God has given to us at Cathedral. Who knew what 2020 held? And yet, because of what God knew, he said, I want you to be courageous. I'm calling you out. I want to make you brave. That song has helped us be courageous. It's helped us do courageous things. And I love the part that says, my future is calling. My fears are all falling. I can't give up now. That's a great word for all of us. We can't give up now. Do I hear an amen? Well, I could probably ask all day, what's your favorite song? Did you know that Jesus had some favorite songs? He had songs that he sang over and over and over. In fact, it's not just one song. There's a whole playlist he has. And we're beginning a series this week that talks about experiencing the Psalms like Jesus and listening to the soundtrack of what would Jesus stream. He grew up listening to the Psalms, loving the Psalms, singing the Psalms. He would have sung them pretty much every day of his life. In fact, there are certain kinds of psalms that Jesus especially used when he was on the road. And this weekend, we're going to look at the road trip remix of psalms that Jesus would have sung on the road. You see, there are certain psalms that are called psalms of pilgrimage, psalms of ascent. These were psalms that every Israelite sang on their way to Jerusalem. And they all went there a couple times every year. They would go to Jerusalem, and these are the songs that they would be singing together on their way to this great place. And in fact, Jesus made his way to Jerusalem often. If you look at Luke chapter 2, verse 22, you'll see that when the time came for the purification rites, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. He was days old. They went to Jerusalem. Just a few verses later, we see in chapter 2, verse 41, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival. Every year, as a kid growing up, he was on his way, hitting the road with the remix, heading to Jerusalem. But that wasn't just his childhood, even in his adult years. In John chapter 2, we read this statement. It says, when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover... Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Three chapters later, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jerusalem holy days. Five chapters later in John chapter 10, it says Jesus was in Jerusalem at the festival dedication. Two chapters later, they heard he was on his way to Jerusalem. Jesus went there 
at least three times a year, if not more. And every time people went to Jerusalem in those days, they sang psalms, certain psalms of pilgrimage and ascent. These were the songs that took him from Nazareth to Jerusalem. In fact, that's really what the psalm is we want to look at this weekend. It's a psalm for going from to going to, from your past to your future, from your background, from your history, from your mistakes to your destiny. This is a psalm that helps us move forward. And I believe that as we let the Lord speak to us through this Jesus jam that he played and sang regularly, that we too will be able to move forward to the destiny God has for us. Let's look at Psalm 84. We're going to begin by reading at the very top where it says, For the director of music, according to Giddeth, of the sons of Korah, a psalm. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Salah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who've set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength until each appears before God in Zion or Jerusalem. Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. Salah. Look upon our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. This is a song that Jesus would have sung over and over and over. I've got another question for you. What's your happy place? Where's that place you would love to go? I know we haven't all been traveling very much this year, but where would you love to go? You're gonna go ahead and put it in the chat there. What's that place you wanna go, you'd like to visit, that you've been holding off on? Where's your happy place? Well, for the people of Israel, Jerusalem was their happy place. You see, under Roman occupation, Jews didn't travel very far, and the big trip every year was, let's go to Jerusalem. You see, in those days, they believed that the earth was the center of the universe. They believed that the Holy Land was the center of Israel. They believed that, not only that, that Jerusalem was the center of the Holy Land, and they believed that the temple was the center of Jerusalem. So for them, the center of the whole universe was the temple. So that was their happy place, heading there. And you hear it echoed here when it says, in the opening verses, my soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. I don't know about you, but that's how I'm feeling these days. 
I can't wait until we can gather again to worship the Lord. My soul yearns and longs for that moment to be lifting our voices together and praising him. And that's what was on their hearts as they were traveling on the road from wherever they lived in Israel all the way to Jerusalem. But before we get too far into this, let me go back to the opening line. It says, of the sons of Korah. Now the sons of Korah, interesting group of guys. They wrote 12 psalms and their psalm has been sung by millions of people who are traveling to Jerusalem. But let me give you a little history about them. Way back in the book of Numbers, there's a story about a guy named Korah who was actually their ancestor. Korah led a rebellion against Moses and he gathered 250 other leaders to rise up with him to say, we don't think you're a good leader. We want leadership to change. And they challenged Moses. And so Moses went to God and said, God, what do I do with this? And God says, tell Korah to go stand over there with all the people who support him. So Moses said, okay, Korah, over there, everybody who supports him, go stand with them. And Moses prayed and an earthquake happened, and the earth opened up, and all of them were swallowed up. Talk about affirming your leadership. Moses in that moment was vindicated by God, and Korah was lost, Korah's followers was lost, and in one sense, his name was lost, because after that, who's gonna name their kid Korah? I mean, that's down there on the least favorite Israelite names, like Jezebel, and you know Achan, and all those other names that nobody wanted to ever name their kids again. But somehow, in that moment, even though their ancestor had chosen incorrectly, had disobeyed God, had led a rebellion, apparently some people in his family chose not to stand with them. They stood with God and God's anointed, and they had a history. They were coming from the line of Korah, but they didn't let that stop them. They didn't let their family history, they didn't let their past, they didn't let the circumstances they'd grown up in, they didn't let the things they endured in childhood affect their lives. They purposed to set their heart on pilgrimage. In fact, that's what Psalm 84 verse five says. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. They've set their hearts on pilgrimage. Here's the key. Setting your heart on moving from Two, from your past, from your hurts, from your struggles, from your history, from your mistakes, from your sorrows, to your destiny, to your purpose. This psalm is so important for helping us know how to do that. In fact, here's a key truth. Your two is far more important than your from. Your two is far more important than your from. Whether it's a mistake you made or someone else made that affected you, God wants to move you forward to your destiny. That's why so often we hear the words like the ones God spoke in Isaiah 43 that says this. God says, forget about what has happened. Don't keep going over old history. I'm about to do something brand new. I'm about to do something brand new. Forget what's happened. Quit going over the old history. Quit talking about 2020. Quit talking about the past, the mistakes, all those things. But set your heart on moving forward to something brand new. Something that God has for each one of us. Now as I said, 
This psalm was a psalm that Jesus and all the other Israelites would have had on their playlist that they sang and declared as they were going from their home place to Jerusalem. Now, we read in John 1 about where that was for Jesus. Jesus was preaching and teaching, and Philip went to bring Nathanael to the Lord, and Nathanael's response is, Nazareth, what? Can anything good come from there? Philip says, come and see, because Nazareth was a small little town, probably about 500 people in the days of Jesus, southwest of the Galilee, saying that somebody was from Nazareth was sort of like saying somebody was like a small town country boy, a hillbilly. And that's why he says, can anything good come out of there? Where where are you from? You can go ahead and put it there in your chat place. Where are you from? Now, for some people, that might mean where you were born. Or for some people, that might be talking about what is your ancestry. Or for some of us, it might be what has God brought you from? Now, I know for me, you know, I, I can put down there that I was born in Biloxi, Mississippi, a Keesler Air Force base. But the reality is, you know, I went to 10 different schools in my lifetime in five different states and two different countries. So I'm not sure where I was actually from literally in that sense. But our fromness isn't just where we were born. It has to do with the circumstances, the situations, the things we went through that God wants to bring us from and use and redeem. In fact, God doesn't waste anything. Our past does not need to trap us. God will use it to shape us. Let me read that to you one more time. God does not need, our past does not need to trap us. God will use it to shape us. Whatever your from is was what God intended to prepare you for your destiny. We didn't choose the family we were born into. We don't choose everything that happens to us. And even the mistakes we do made, what God says is, don't let your from trap you, but let God shape you. Let me go back and give you the statement that I made earlier. I want to make sure we get it in our hearts. Your to is far more important than your from. Your to is far more important than your from. God wants to take you from wherever you are to this next place. Let's move on to Psalm 84, verses 5 to 7. Here's what the sons of Korah tell us. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. They have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. They go from strength to strength. Here's the key about this passage. It has to do with make sure that when you go through the valley of Baca, You pass through. You don't camp there. You don't stay there because we'll all go through them. Now, you'll you'll see on the screen a map of the route that Jesus would have taken. Here's Nazareth, and over here on the eastern route, they would have gone all the way down to Jerusalem. This 100-mile journey would have taken a couple days. They would have sung Psalm 84 quite a few times. But right over here near Jericho is the Valley of Baca, also known as the Valley of Achor, where Ai's disaster happened. And over here was a desert valley they would pass through. So here you have kids walking for days, riding on the back of a donkey for days, saying, are we there yet? When you got to the Valley of Baca, you knew it wasn't going to be long until you got to Jerusalem, to the happy place, to the holy place, to the temple. 
And so what the sons of Korah are saying, when you're in this journey and you get to that desert dry place, don't camp there. Keep going. You see, the word bakal actually means bitterness or sorrow. So we can all get to a place of sorrow or weeping or frustration, a place that seems to be holding us back. And what the sons of Korah are saying is don't camp there. Go from strength to strength. Keep on moving. You're almost to Jerusalem. You're almost to Zion. You're almost to where God wants you to be. In fact, in Isaiah 43, God very clearly says to the children of Israel, and I believe to us today, these words, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive? I am making it a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I, I want to read this again because I believe this is a word. As I've read this scripture this week, somebody out there needs to receive this. You need to receive it in your spirit that God is wanting to turn the wilderness into streams, to change the wasteland, to be a place of blessing. And he says, see, I am doing a new thing. God has a new thing prepared for you, something new he wants to release in you. And so focus on that moving forward. One more time, let me give you that statement. Your two is far more important than your from. Don't get stuck in your from. But may God help us have eyes to see what he has ahead. Now, just a little side note. This really isn't specifically coming out of this message, but as I prayed through this point, there's another biblical truth that I really felt like I want to share with you, and here's what it is. Don't try to revive what worked in the past rather than finding what will work in the future. You know, I know all, all of us are waiting to get back to new normal, and we won't like to go back to the way it was, but I'm not sure that's what God really wants for us. Don't settle for reviving something that God has said, that's over, when he's really saying, I have something new, a new thing I want to work in you. Let's keep moving. In Psalm 84, verses 3 to 4, we read these words. The sons of Korah say, even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Now, the sparrow is really a symbol for helplessness. And the swallow is a symbol for worthlessness. And what he's saying is no matter how helpless you feel, no matter how worthless you feel, there is a place for you in God's presence. In fact, it says those will be blessed who are ever praising you. Right there, we find the key to how to keep moving forward. Right there, we find the solution to how to keep from camping out in the Valley of Baca. Those will be blessed. In other words, those will find their happy place when they are ever praising, when they are exalting and declaring, God, you are in charge. I can trust you. You are pulling me from my from. You are taking me to my two. You are taking me through this valley. I will see it turn to springs. When we are ever praising, it prepares us for moving forward. You want to move forward? You're stuck? This is how it, you might think, I'm not going anywhere. But did you know Every 24 hours, the earth rotates completely. We're moving at 1,000 miles per hour right now, circling as we spin on our axis. You're moving. You might not see it. You might not feel it. But God is working in something to move you forward as we make this choice to be ever praising. In fact, there's a really important biblical truth. We read in Psalm 59 this statement. 
The psalmist says, oh, my strength, I sing praise to you. Notice the link. The strength of God and singing go together. Many times in scripture, the Lord is my strength and my song. You want to be strengthened? The word song is linked to that. The more you lift your voice, the more you move toward ever praising, choosing to exalt him, even in the difficult valleys, what he says is, I will give you my strength when you lift up your song. That's why Psalm 34 says, I will, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let us exalt his name. I sought the Lord and he delivered me. You want to move forward? You want to keep from being stuck? Blessed, happy place people are those who are ever praising. Now, I want to warn you though. Don't try to get out of this desert too quickly. You've got to get through that desert to get to your destination. And here's a question I want to ask you. What if, what if the life you really want and the future God wants for you is hiding now in that valley? There may be something God's working you in that dry place. There may be something God's working you in that wilderness. There may be something that's happening in you that you don't understand and you can't quite grasp. But God is saying, look, I have something for you here that's part of your from that when you get to your two, you're going to realize why I gave it to you. I think one of the problems with the children of Israel was that as they were in the wilderness, they didn't learn the lesson. They kept trying to get out, get out, get out. And God's like, you're going to stay here till you learn this lesson. And if you leave this wilderness, you'll end up in another wilderness until you learn what the word of the Lord is, that here is something to help prepare you for your destiny, for your two. Well, I've got a picture of a car here I want to show you. This is a car that a father gave to his daughter. She graduated from high school with honors. And he said, sweetheart, because you have done such a great job, I want to give you this car. I bought it a long time ago. It's pretty old, but this is my gift to you. But I have something I want you to do first. Take it down to the used car lot and see what they'll give you for it. So she took the car down to the used car lot, came back and said, hey, dad, they offered me $1,000 because, you know, they said it's pretty old. He said, okay, now I want you to take her to a pawn shop. So next day she went down to a pawn shop and said, here's this car, how much will you give, it, give me for it? And they said, $100, it's pretty old, I don't think it's worth much. Came back and told her dad, well, I got a $1,000 offer, and $100 offer, what should I do? He says, wait, one more thing. I want you to take it down to the car club this Saturday that meets, see what somebody will give it to you for there. She came back from that car club and she said, three people offered me over $100,000 because this happens to be a Nissan Skyline R34 that is incredibly rare and I can't believe that I was gonna settle for $1,000 when someone's willing to give me $100,000. And what he said to his daughter was this, I want you to realize something. You might be around people who don't recognize your value you might be in circumstances that don't seem valuable to, be, valuable to you, but let God show you where your value is. Let God show you what he finds value in, even in that desert that we're walking through. 
In fact, here's a great truth. The circumstances that we're asking God to change may be the very circumstances he's using to change us. We may detest the Valley of Bacah. We may wish we were in Jerusalem already. We may wish we were living our fullest destiny already. But the very circumstances we're trying to leave may be the very ones God's trying to use to change us. Here's his promise. Isaiah 41, to you, to the children of Israel, to all of us. I will make rivers flow on barren heights. God says, I will make springs in your valleys. God says, I will turn the desert into pools of water. God says, I will turn parched ground into springs. God is wanting to turn things into his purposes. But I need to tell you a rough story related to this. When we lived in Virginia and I was pastoring there, there was a road that was two lanes called West 100 Road. West 100 Road led from one interstate to the other. It was really the only way to get through this one part of town. And it was always backed up. You did everything you could to avoid West 100 Road. With its two lanes, with its crowded, with its backups. It was so frustrating. But then, but then the newspaper came out. West 100 Road goes from two lanes from two lanes to four lanes. Woo! We couldn't wait. From two lanes to four lanes. This was great news. Everybody's excited. But you know what happened? For the next six months, there wasn't two lanes. There was one lane. The work teams were out there stopping the northbound traffic, letting the southbound through. Then they stopped the south, let the north through. What was really frustrating at two lanes before was even worse. We had the promise, four lanes are coming. But in between two lanes and four lanes is sometimes one lane. And God may have given you a promise. Hang on to it. This valley is going to change. God is going to work. And even though it seems like it's getting harder after the promise, trust God that that two lane is going to four lane, that that from is turning into a two. In fact, everything in our from is preparation for our two. Don't waste it. Don't waste your sorrows. Don't waste your valley. Don't waste your struggle. God is wanting to take you from to. He wants to take you from Baca to Jerusalem, from desert to springs, from past to future, from despair to hope, from addiction to victory, from death to life. God wants to take you from anger to peace, from broken to whole, from bondage to freedom. He wants to take you from stuck to moving forward, from abandoned to loved, from insecure to confident in him. God wants to take you from worth to valuable. He wants to take you from hopeless to hopeful, from confused to clarity, from oppressed to delivered, from strength to strength, from glory to glory. That's his promise for you. So be patient in the one stream. When there's only one lane, be patient. He's working. These are the songs that Jesus sang. He's saying this over and over and over. This was strength to him. This is his soundtrack. And this is what God wants to work in us. There's three hashtag blessed in this psalm. We read in verse 4, 5, and 12 these lines. It says, blessed are those who are ever praising you. You want to move forward? Choose to ever praise. Blessed are those whose strength are in you. Not in my ability to figure out. 
Blessed are those who trust in you. This is where blessing comes. This is where a happy place comes. Being in God's presence, worshiping, exalting, and glorifying him. There's a couple things that I want to share with you coming out of this scripture, out of this song of Jesus, so that it becomes your song. First of all, some of us need to give our history to God. We need to give our history to God. Some of us need to receive forgiveness. And you know, as I was praying this week, God gave me a word I'd never heard before. Some of us need to receive forgiveness. We need God's forgiveness for some things in the past, but we also need strength to get past our from, to have forgiveness. God, I've resented this part of my history. I've resented this part of my family. I've resented this part of my life. I've resented these mistakes I made. But God wants to give you a deliverance of forgiveness this weekend. And so way, the way we do that is we see, receive God's strength by praising him, by exalting him. You know, one of my froms, I grew up in an amazing godly family. I was blessed with amazing parents who loved God, took me to church every, not just Sunday, but Sunday, Wednesday, and any other time the door opened. I have two amazing sisters. They're wonderful women who love the Lord, and one of them is a, she and her husband pastor in Delaware, the other one married our pastor's son. I have amazing sisters, but I need to tell you part of my from. My from as a kid growing up was being in my room by myself. I could hear my sisters laughing and giggling in the other room. And I just remember saying, God, why couldn't I have a brother? Why, why, why is it just me and the girls who would always gang up on me? You know, why is it just me? And there was a lot of hashtag alone moments for me. Moments where I felt like, ah. But you know what happened? Because of that longing for brotherhood, God put a desire for me for community, for friendship, for relationship. And God has blessed me through the years with some amazing friends, amazing brothers and sisters of Christ who have taken me from aloneness to connectedness. Because that very from was preparing me to be an incredible guy to reach out to those who are on the edges, who are hurting, who are lost. It took me from being alone to being hashtag connected. That from was part of my two. And because of that longing, God knew that. The answer wasn't me getting a brother and my parents having a fourth kid. The answer was me rediscovering a longing that God wanted to create in me that would only be satisfied by his call to ministry and the work in my life. So we need to ask God to work in us, to give our history to him, to set our hearts on moving forward from in his strength today, tomorrow, together with his strength toward your two. God wants to move you forward. The worship team is going to come now with Pastor Vaughn and declare in faith a song, Moving Forward. I want that to be a banner over you right now. I want that to be a, a statement that goes deep as the word of the Lord inside of your heart. And after they sing that, we're going to come back and I'm going to pray for you. That pray for that forgiveness. Pray for that forgiveness. Pray for us who are in the desert that we'll find what God has for us. So let's allow the Lord to minister as the worship team comes, moving forward.
found in you. You're the healer who makes all things new. Yeah, yeah, yes. I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare you. My past is over. You are things I may do. Surrender my life. Surrendered my life to Christ. 
Thanks, worship team. I pray that that's our legacy moving forward. I want to share some things with you as we finalize these moments before the Lord. Jesus takes us from strength to strength as we move forward beyond our from to our to and ask him to help you find the springs in your current location. That's what I want to pray for you. Lord, you know every one of us right now. You know what we're coming from. We need your forgiveness. Help us for the resentments, whether it's people resented or family resented or circumstances we resented, whether it's things we did that we wish we never would have done. Thank you that you grant forgiveness and forgiveness. Those things are what we lay aside, forgetting the past and reaching toward the new thing that you have. Lord, I pray that, that hope would fill every household. Let them see that you're moving and working and you're moving them forward from wherever they've been to where you have a destiny for them. But Lord, for those who are in that desert right now, let them find your strength there. Give us hearts that would be ever praising. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, Amen and amen. As we walk through this season, there's a few things I want to share with you how you can continue to be ever praising. You can continue to be, receive strength. First of all, this weekend on Sunday afternoon at three o'clock, we have a drive through communion service. We encourage you to come down to the campus. Let our pastors minister to you as you receive strength from the Lord. Also, starting this Sunday, February 28th, we're going to be reading through the book of Psalms together so that the songs of Jesus become our songs. And so you can go online to our website and you can see the reading through the Psalms link and you can read a couple Psalms every day and let his playlist become your playlist. Also, every day, our pastors are putting together something called Psalmify. It's a daily devotion where you can be encouraged from one of the Psalms. In fact, one of the Psalms that we'll be reading that day, our pastors will bring a word to you. You can go online and sign up to be part of that. We hope that the Lord will make, again, the songs of Jesus your songs. More good news for those of you like me yearning and longing for the house of the Lord. Next weekend, we start regathering again. We're gonna have services here on campus. Now, we'll still have online Saturday night at five and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.45, but we're also gonna have live services here on campus. You can either be outside or here in the sanctuary, whatever you're more comfortable with, and that'll be Saturday night at five, also be Sunday at nine and 11. And then, oh, are you ready to get your praise on? Ever praising. Sunday night, March 7th, we're gonna have live in the round. It is gonna be a powerful time for us to rejoice together. And even though we're still distanced, we're gonna be singing and declaring the greatness of God. I believe it's the entrance into a new season. Those who move forward are ever praising. And this is our stake in the ground to move toward that. Also starting next weekend here on the San Jose campus, we're gonna have an interactive experience called Experience the Psalms Like Jesus. There are gonna be five stations around campus that you can come during the day at your own leisure, go from station to station, and allow the Lord to work in you and speak to you. God is faithfully wanting to work. So I encourage you to stick around for the wrap. They're gonna help unpack this so we know how to live it out in our lives. We're so glad you're here with us. Can't wait to be together. My soul yearns and even longs for the courts of the Lord and to be there with you.
Let me speak God's blessing on you. Lord, let your hope rise in us. Let your strength rise in us. We need you, Lord. We need your power. We need your grace. Grant forgiveness, forgiveness. Lord, not only for us, but help us to extend that to others. If there's others that we felt were negative parts of our from, give us forgiving hearts. Give us from giving hearts that, Lord, we would not be tethered to the past, but we could move forward in your power. Lord, thank you for this song that you sang so many times. Let us sing it now with all of our hearts and minds that we are blessed. We find our happy place in you. In the name of, in the power of, by the authority of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week in the Lord. Yo, Cathedral of Faith, it's time for the wrap. Are we there yet? Are we there yet, man? We are on a journey, and holy cow, Dr. Wayne just dropped a nuclear bomb in the room, and it it changed the temperature in here, man. I really did. Like, I felt, I felt, I felt it, and um, I think all of us did as we were just talking even before we hit record, man, Uh, but... Let's get into this, man. Let's just talk about what we heard, what we felt, what we experienced, what God's doing and saying. Tommy, so great to have you. We're normally hearing you play the keys. It's great to see you in person with a microphone. Tell us what you heard today. Yeah, who knew I could talk? (laughs) Oh, man, Pastor Wayne just so brought it. Um, I had the blessing and privilege of being able to to read his uh, initial notes. Mm. And it just started sinking into my spirit at that point. And then to hear him just minister in the power of, of God was just amazing. The, the key point that, that stuck, out, stuck out to me is, uh, my gosh, my, my life has been in the Baca. You know, we have been in the wilderness uh, for the last, my wife and I, for the last 10 years since she's had her stroke. And... Um, you know, the whole concept of finding the springs in the mm. wilderness. Mm. Um, you know, when I, when I do, when I praise God, I find those springs. Uh, when I trust God, when I find my strength in God, I find those springs. Mm. When I don't do those, mm. depression, despair mm. sets in. And, you know, God, she's, she's feeling sick and, uh, or something, and she can't communicate. Um, mm. well, that's... That's a thing. She can't tell you what's wrong. Yeah. She can just tell you it's wrong. Um, that can be so frustrating. But then when I turned to God, I said, Lord, I just, I love you. I praise you. Mm. Thank you for this. I see you in this. Mm. You know, we find those springs. And uh, to me, that's just, that's my life. Wow. That's where I'm living. And uh, just mm. hearing Pastor Wayne put that out was just amazing. Thank you for sharing that, Tommy. And we, Thanks, Tommy. those of us who who labor with you, you know, get to work behind the scenes with you and and get to uh, you know create music together. Mm-hmm. I I see you drinking from those springs yeah. every week, <laughs> and I tell you, man, it just uh, what a visual worshiper you are, you know. And I tell you, there's times I look over there and my spirit is lifted, you know, just by by watching how you engage with the Lord and. Yet, even even still, you know. So thank you, Tommy, for for sharing that and for 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 who you are in this community. 
Yeah, Carlos, it's also great right. to have you. Thank you. Yeah. Normally yeah. holding down the yeah, low end for here. us right, on right. the base, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, I'd love to hear what you had, what you heard today. For me, it was uh, the from and the to, mm. and I got stuck on the to, the 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 end of the journey, mm. and just dropping everything from where you came from, your 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 current circumstance, and just forget all that. Just keep looking ahead, and you're going to finish. We're going to get there. You know, with, with God's children, we have a lot of a lot of obstacles in our journey, but we can't forget that we are going to finish that's and that right. we are going to get to the prize. Yeah. Moving forward. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. a good word, man. Yeah, two, two is a promise. Yeah. Right, yeah. two is a promise. And the whole notion of our, our froms, right, our Dr. Wayne framed it as, as it uh, being the vehicle that God uses to shape and form us and give us the things that we need uh, in order to get to the two, right? To the, to the place that he's calling us to. Yeah. And mm. I just want to affirm, man, you guys, I mean, the whole worship team, and I mean, you guys are just living proof. Dr. Wayne talked about uh, hashtag blessed statements in the psalm. Mm -hmm. and hashtag blessed ever praising, right? Mm. Hashtag blessed you can, when you trust in the Lord. And man, this is living proof when you trust in the Lord. And it's just, it, it's, this is what happens. You can yeah. trust yeah. that That's it's right. going to be Amen. joyful and it's going to be encouraging. It's going to be uplifting. Um, so, man, so mm. blessed to have, you know, just all of you as oh, part of that, bro. get our praise on. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love that part where he was talking about when you're in the one lane to be patient. Wow. And um, you come from two to four. And I feel like um, in that place um, of patience, is, is, it's so hard. It could be so easy to get distracted and to feel like, what, where are you, God, and what's happening? And I think it's a great place where the enemy can come in and start putting lies in and yeah. make you not be able to see clearly and start questioning everything and feeling like a failure, feeling like you're losing your way. And um, I, I just love what he said, to be, have patience there, but also to be like, when you get to the desert, you're almost there. And I just think, like, what soundtrack am I listening to? Mm. I want to listen to the soundtrack that comes from heaven. Mm. 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 Yeah. Good yeah, the way he framed it, he's like, where you're from is not as important as your two, right? Your from is not as important as your two. Where, how, how we get stuck in the past, how we get stuck in those things. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think of a, a clinical psychologist that says it this way, that your, your becoming always trumps being, and that what you are becoming is more important than what you are now or even what you have been. And, I, and that's a really hard psychological place for us to get to. Because yeah. sometimes, like, you know, I was even doing, I don't know if you guys have done an Enneagram. It's like a personality test. But it, it, it taps into, like, some of your um, personality traits that everyone has. And everyone's different on the scale. And mine talks about how my particular temperament is really tied to traumatic past. Like, and it's really hard for me to get out. I feel it deeply. Mm. And I carry it heavily. And man, I needed this word to move me forward, you know, like, because it's like, like the, the, the song that we sing as, as kids growing up, I've decided to follow Jesus. Yeah. And it applies movement. We, and, and, and sometimes we forget that. And especially in a season where we're told what we can't move. We're stuck. We're, you stay home. Mm. Don't go to work. Don't go to this place. You can't go out. You can't do this. Yeah. Stay. And then how much does that play with our psyche and our spiritual life of like, oh, I have to stay here. And there, but yet we talk, they, you know, and unpack some of that guys, how Dr. Wayne talked about that. I, the, Getting stuck. the, the movement dialogue, right? That there's just, it, it demands inherent movement, but, the, but, but and you feel like in our circumstances, time in all of our circumstances, and we share some of these experiences, 
where it feels like you're, you're not, you're not moving. So where does that leave me? So where does even this dialogue of from to, right? The document had some don't statements. Don't revive your from those traumatic yeah. past. Don't revive those. And, 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 you know, don't, don't be in such a rush, right, to get out of there. And my yeah. mind, I'm thinking, well, that sounds like being stuck to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? The reality is, if our circumstances don't change, like if they haven't been now, this whole situation, we nothing seems like it's ever changing. They may not change, but if you're changing in the process, mm. then, then we're, we're, we're in that from to to um, wow. experience. Yeah. We're in fact moving if we're changing, even yeah. though our circumstances don't change. Yeah, yeah. that's good, man. Sweet. Uh, for me, it was uh, the journey, too. You're being molded, right? All those tough spots. Like, um, a lot of times, I say this a lot. Like, I feel stuck or I feel lost. Mm. But they're feelings. Because when you're God's child, you know, children, you, know, you can feel that, but you never are. God always brings us forward. And I feel like we have a choice when things get hard. We can, it's kind of like you're saying, the from, right? We can, we can go back to what worked before or yeah. the old mindset, which doesn't work in your current circumstance, right? right, right. right? Yeah. But you keep using that too. Like you, you start to get molded. You start to get molded, and you start to grab on the God. And like, what am I supposed to think? What am I supposed to do? Mm. Yeah. Your song, right? Yeah. What's, what song are you turning into? Are you yeah, tuning yeah, yeah. into? Yeah. See, behold, I am doing a new thing. Oh, the scripture yeah. says, "Yeah." It's going to be coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, what brought us to to this point, or what brought us to a point, mm. worked great in the past. Yeah. God's doing a new thing, like yes. you just said. And uh, there's going to be new ways to move on. Yep. We can't get stuck in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Progress. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love also just the thing about the car where mm, it was yeah. worth $1,000, but <laughs> at first it just seemed like, it, you know, if you go to the wrong person to to give value to you, then we will miss out on what has already been given to us. It's not something yeah. we have to earn. It is something that is a gift from God in our lives. And so I, I love that. I was like, oh, Lord, like, I, you know, I just, yeah. I don't want any of us to miss out on what God has already paid the price for and given us and the victory that he has in our lives right now. Yeah. So yeah. good. Getting the appraisal from the wrong people. Yeah. 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 Trying to get that that affirmation, that acceptance, that whatever we're looking for, we're going to the wrong people, right. the and wrong Dr. places. Said, don't, and some, you don't settle. That's you don't, don't settle. Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't settle. I mean, if you are getting it from the wrong place, yeah, don't yeah. settle. Keep pushing. Keep working. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Because God's got a, God's got a promise um, yeah. for you. Yeah. Any last thought, guys? I, I yeah, know you you're know, bubbling, I'm, I'm thinking, too, the wineskin. The, 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 new wine, the, yeah. Yeah, like the journey is like turning us into a new wineskin mm -hmm. so that where we're going, you have to be renewed in your thoughts, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. We can't get there right away. It takes time. I, I feel yeah. you, man. I, feel I, I think we all got that. I, I feel you. Like, and I, yeah. I, I tell you, if I hear one more statement or read another email that starts with, in these uncertain times. <laughs> oh. I tell you, man, it's like, it's getting old hearing yeah. it. I mean, yeah, we get it. But part of what I feel, too, is it, it points to the, f to the fallacy default that we had before we ever got into COVID. Yeah. That somehow times were certain. They were never certain. That's right. We were never guaranteed <laughs> That's right. a, a, a life free of suffering, pain. Uh -huh. Like we, it's how did we ever get to the spot where uncertainty is now understood? Mm -hmm. It's like, um, and and somehow you know, like even an obstacle being the way. Like, there's a gift in this. 
in this yeah. season. That's right. And there's a gift in, in, in getting rid of the old wineskins yes. that maybe we never would have let go of had we not gone through That's here. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and, and I love this, where Dr. Wayne was talking, maybe we're not going to go back to church the way it was. Maybe it's going to be a little different. Mm -hmm. And maybe, thanks be to God for that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to our scripture, which is um, Isaiah 43, 18. Forget about what happened. Don't keep going on over old history. I'm about to do something brand yes. new. Yes. I thought about when you get a brand new pair of sneakers, you don't go back and put your old ones on unless you're going to be trudging through mud, right? But I also think of this. Come on, Cathedral. Let's put the soundtrack on that comes from his word, and let's renew our minds and prepare ourselves for something new. He can be trusted. Amen. He's a good Amen. God. Amen. Speaking of new things, next week, oh, yes. live in the round, we're dropping, uh, Cathedral's dropping the, uh, a live worship album, Can't and we're wait. having a live worship experience right. Sunday night, mm -hmm. March 7th at 7, right here. So uh, right where you view the weekend services, we're going to interact with one another. It's going to be a blast, but I also believe it's going to be powerful. Amen. I believe God's doing something. It's evident, man. The way Dr. Wayne just brought the word of the Lord today. And, yeah. and um, man, I just, I'm excited to, to, to step into newness. I don't know about you, but I want some Amen. new things yes. in my life. Yes. And I want some newness. And I believe it's coming. That's right. We're like on the springs, way. Springs, yeah. living water. So Cathedral oh. of Faith, stay strapped, stay here, stay connected. We're doing this thing together. We're living it out courageously. And as always, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap.